0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tea and Pepper Soup. My name is Moyatu Banyekista, and I will be your host for the show. Soup is really a space where I have intimate conversations about my work um, in social impact and entrepreneurship through the lens of faith, self-care, and wellness. My goal with this podcast was really to bring a fresh voice to kind of the digital space based on my experience and based on the things that women usually are seeking um, clarity on, answers on, purpose on. So my aim is to really bring a very fresh, authentic, unique, real, and encouraging voice to you. So anywhere you are in your journey, anywhere you are, in your life trajectory, I hope this speaks to you um, in ways that can uplift you, that can unleash your passion, your destiny, your call, and that can help contribute towards fulfilling your purpose. So this is really, for me, a space of service and love and pouring out what God has shared with me in my walk, in my lifetime, with anyone who gets a chance to listen to this podcast. So I'm excited. Uh, This is our first episode. Very exciting. And really, let's just get into it. This episode, and we're going to do a two-part series, is focused on, as I approach my birthday, which is the day after Christmas, is really focused on my 34 lessons for 34 years. So I wanted to kind of play on this idea of what have I really learned? You know, and every year around my birthday, I go very much into myself and I reflect. I reflect on kind of how the year has been for me. And I also reflect overall kind of how far God has brought me in my walk here on this earth so i really wanted to share you know on my digital platforms i share a lot because i'm a firm believer of sharing as i grow i don't think it makes sense for people to make the same mistakes that others before us have so i believe sharing is a good space to do that and coming from a community where we don't share a lot because you know for one reason or another um you know i'm Sierra leonean american Sometimes in our culture, we tend to shy away from sharing things. And I think that can be problematic. I think there's a difference between being um, secretive and being private. I'm a very private person around certain aspects of my life because I think in the digital space you have to be. But I also believe in sharing. So there's certain things I'm more than happy to share. And this space was really that space for me. So I remember earlier on in the year, I think late 2017, I asked a question to my um, readers and my followers within the co- my various communities on Instagram, Facebook, about was it important for them to hear from me in a different way? I started sharing snippets of just advice and life and I would ask them things like, you know, do y'all want to hear me like on a podcast? <laughs> and all of you unanimously said yes. And I asked, what type of things would you want me to talk about in this podcast? And unanimously, the vote was around kind of my work with social impact and social entrepreneurship, my faith walk, um, and things around self-care. So this is really who I am as a person um, is that I am a social entrepreneur. I believe in creating innovative solutions to solve the world's problems. I am a person and a woman of faith. Uh, Faith is a big part of who I am. I am also a social justice advocate. I'm very strong on, you know, ensuring that Communities that I work with and communities in general who are disadvantaged get what they need. And that speaks to a lot of my work. So that's kind of how I enter into this space. So let's start. Let's get started. Today we're going to focus on um, two areas. And it's kind of broken up into a two-part series. And we'll see how this goes. It may flow into more. But today's focus is really on social impact and faith. And the lessons I've learned through that. So I'll be sharing lessons and some stories along with those lessons and hope you enjoy and hope you learn some things from this. So the first lesson I have around social impact is, you know, celebrate God first, then celebrate what he has done through you. Right. And this speaks to the concept of humility. I think in the world that we live in, sometimes it becomes very difficult to separate, you know, getting praise from people and praising yourself versus praising the source of where the blessings come from. So just some, some background. This year started, my year started, um, I think, with a pretty amazing recognition I received. I was recognized as one out of 100 women by OK Africa as part of their OK 100 Women Award. So I was an honoree. I was honored uh, digitally and also offline around the work that I have been doing. Now, when I received the message that I was being honored, I was completely taken aback. Um, My work is not something I do. For recognition or accolades a lot of the press that I've gotten because of my work has come from a yearning to tell the story to for the the work that I do to get the visibility and the partners that we need or the yearning for others to tell my story because of how inspired they've been so it's never been for you know chairs and accolades because to be honest it's not about me it's God is just using me as a channel to bless the women and girls I've served over the last decade plus of my life so when the ok 100 award came I remember I was so excited and I was just like ready to share to the whole world and I loved how quiet it was so usually what happens with these awards I learned with ok 100 was they reach out to you and then they tell you basically don't share with anyone until we go live so There was a lot of behind the scenes happening. I got called to go to a photo shoot and a video shoot where a lot of digital kind of curating of our stories took place. I got to meet some amazing women on the set. And it was such an amazing experience because here was a space that was curated mostly by black women, diaspora women, African women, for us, by us. I mean, I was so fed in my spirit. And it was one of the things where sometimes the digital space will force you to go first to the digital before you go to god and i remember vividly that day after i went to the photo shoot i had finished it was a really long day but it was such an amazing and fun day and i remember the lord saying to me thank me first celebrate me first right it was me and you that were in the prayer closet there was no one else i'm the one who gave you the vision there was no one else And so that really opened my eyes because it made me, one, become more intentional about my walk with God and also really shift away this idea of people approval from my space completely. So even when the list went live, I had already thanked my God. And once the list went live, I think about a month after we went through kind of the interviews and stuff, I was still thinking, my God. I didn't go public to announce it until people started tagging me and then I finally released it. So that's the first lesson I've learned is celebrate God first in everything before you celebrate what has happened, right? Because sometimes we try to get ahead of God and we try to get ahead of ourselves and we forget that the reason why we even got the reward is because God is trying to do something to show people who he is through your life. The second thing is I'm learning is you know, in these 34 years is you change, I change. I've changed in ways that I myself have not realized. And I think that's important for the work that we do and the spaces that we occupy, especially when you're doing social justice work. There are a lot of times there are things and opinions and ideas changing within me and I don't even know it's happening. And the biggest thing I've learned is giving myself time to understand my growth. As somebody who is constantly doing philanthropic social justice work, it's really important for me to go inward and think of, okay, how am I changing? How are my values changing? How are my views changing? How is my politics changing? And being able to articulate that to myself first. You see, one of the things one of my close sisters said to me, we were driving the other day, she said, you know what's crazy, Moy? She said, you know, sometimes like I'm changing and people expect me to explain my change process to them and I said you know what that's so interesting because that's how I feel and she said something she said you know God is changing me every day and I said this is true every single day I'm going through changes and sometimes I don't even know what the change is and I'm learning to be more accepting of that and accepting of that part of my journey that it's okay that I don't understand all the changes that are happening but I also shouldn't be apologetic to anyone Who doesn't understand my growth or my change process i think in the past i found myself always having to defend what was happening with change but because i'm somebody who over the years have become even more introverted i spend a lot of time in quiet i spend a lot of time reflecting on what's going on and i spend a lot of time thinking about where i need to develop more where could i take fault in a situation in an argument in a dispute in a conflict And right, there's so much happening that your responsibility is not to explain to people what's happening to you, right? Your responsibility is to find out what's happening and speak more to God about the change and how it's making you grow and become a better person. So that's the other thing I learned. The other thing I've learned about social justice work and the work that I do is it's not about what you do. It's about who you are. What do I mean by this? So many times we get attached to this notion of equating our self-worth to what we have done, how many degrees you have, how many years of experience you have, and we live in a capitalist society that constantly is telling us you are worth this because of what you've done. The first thing you do when you walk into networking events, people want to know, what do you do? For me, it's very difficult for me to explain what do I do in a nutshell? Because, you know, like God hasn't created us to be in a box. So I've always found this to be so difficult, right? And over the years, I started to realize that this is because I can't be boxed in. I've gotten to the point where I'm realizing, first and foremost, I'm a child of God who's been called to do God's work how that looks in my social impact space is I've been called to unleash destinies of girls and women and help them fulfill their purpose. That's what that looks like for me in every facet really of my social impact life and my social entrepreneurship life, right? And so I remember this meaning so much when my grandmother passed away. I think it's been about three years now. Honestly, people were saying, amazing things about this woman and this is somebody who i got to build a relationship with over the seven years of me going home i started going back home to Sierra leone about eight years ago and we would spend so much time together and i learned so much about her she was so given she was a philanthropist she was so easy to forgive she had like authentic relationships i mean i could imagine this took years for her to master but some of the values that she had was what people remembered her for when she finally passed away. Not what she did, not what type of career she had, not what type of person she married, not what type of friends she had, what type of clique she was a part of, or what class status she had. None of those things mattered. What mattered was how she loved people and how she forgave people. So I started to reflect more on that. Like, How can I be a better person on this earth? How can I be a better person for my family members, for my loved ones? How can I be a better person for my partnership, for my husband? How can I be a better person for my sisterhood relationships? How can I be a better person in my walk with my God? That is what ultimately matters. Not all these other things that we equate value to. Value is about who you are at the core, right? And... people see you as those two things have to align and so that's the work and I'm learning that's the work that I have to do and I believe we all have to do the other thing is I'm learning with my social impact work is I don't have to please anybody but God you know when you're doing this work you know whether it's my work with girls or my work with women or etc Sometimes it can be very easy to think that there is a, you know, there are people you work with that, you know, always have to be happy in how you do your work or, you know, there are sometimes older women we look up to for mentorship advice who have been great or, you know, opportunities. I may be looking for consultancy wise my social impact work, but I'm learning none of those people like matter when it comes to you know making people proud what matters is god being proud of my work right it's nice when people are proud of your work but that's not the focus for me um and i've learned that and i've learned that you can never satisfy human beings so you shouldn't try you should look more to the supreme being and 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 making god proud and so This is why I think sometimes I'm learning. People will be disappointed for what reason or another, right? We're humans. We're made with flaws, myself included. I will disappoint people over and over again. I'm a human being and I'm learning to be okay with that. I'm learning to do my best. I'm learning to communicate clearly in my work and express how I feel about things and not worrying so much about how people may receive it. Doing my best to deliver a message where there may be a conflict or there may be a disappointment, but knowing at the end of the day, my goal is to please God, not to please human beings. So yeah, the other thing is speak your truth, even if people are offended by it. The work that I do, I have to do that. There's some very strong topic areas that Sometimes people like to be in the middle. And I've learned that you can't be in the middle on certain things, especially when it comes to women's rights and girls' rights. One of those things over the years that I've had to take a very strong stance on is female genital mutilation. Um, In my country, in Sierra Leone, culturally, it's a huge taboo to speak against kind of the secret society that kind of creates the experience for girls being female genital mutilation now depending on who you speak to there are t- there are different arguments to this but my stance has clearly been violence against girls is wrong right um and i've had to be very vocal about that i've had to speak my truth and i think when you come from a community that's a very small community like sir leone sometimes it's very difficult to speak your truth and mean it um everything is political everything is based on ethnicity but i've i've learned to put all that to the side and just speak my truth from purity and from authenticity if i feel strongly about a topic especially when it comes to women's rights and girls rights i speak my truth and i don't really care much about who it offends or who it doesn't because at the end of the day so long as i can sleep well at night i'm okay the other thing i've learned is break the record every time what do i mean I'm not somebody who believes in doing things without intention, I believe in doing things with intention, um, divinely aligned. So when I go into anything, whether it's a project or an interaction, I need to be sure that what I'm going in for is accomplished and I'm leaving a lasting impression that radiates from who I am as a person. So I've learned that Anything I do, I have to do it 110% or I don't do it at all. That has really helped me focus. So there's a lot of times people will approach me about partnerships or doing projects together. And I just have to turn things down. Because if it doesn't sink to my soul and to my spirit, if it's not divinely aligned, I just don't do it. This year... I launched my first ever event through my brand, Women Change Africa, in Sierra Leone. And to be honest, it's something I've been wanting to do for a really long time. But God just kept telling me, not now, not now. And the time finally came. And so I was able to, you know, move forward and kind of launch this event um, in, you know, June of this year. And... It was received really well. It was exactly who I am. I'm somebody who loves intimate spaces. I'm somebody who believes in doing events, not just to do events, but to do things for people to really walk away feeling as if they learned something and they were empowered. And all of the women who attended, we it was a pop-up brunch for um, Women Change Africa, walked away fulfilled. Walk away, Walked away feeling as if they, they took something away from it that they can implement in their businesses directly. To me, that's what it means to break the record every time. If you're not going to break the record every time, don't do it. The same thing goes with my work with girls. Every project we put out, every workshop we put out, every strategy we put out, I make sure when we sit down with our team, with our board members, that whatever it is we're doing, Has to have purpose and intent and has to be done well right of course we're humans but like it's just important to always aim for excellence and to do things well the other advice i guess lesson i've learned is work hard with intention and don't work for accolades in your work right so for me i just forge ahead in my path i I've never been somebody who looks at somebody else's path and say, I want to do that, or I want to do that. I just move forward and do what I need to do, right? So I always say, when we first started doing the work that we do through Giselle, um, my non-for-profit organization in Sierra Leone, Girls Empowerment, Sierra Leone, there was really nobody doing girls' leadership, girls' empowerment work in Sierra Leone. And we started in 2012, my co-founder and I. And to be honest, to be able to see the amount of organizations now that are working in Sierra Leone around girls has been pretty amazing because to me, it was uncharted territory. The same thing with Women Change Africa. When Women Change Africa started, I started it in 2012. I think the only other digital magazine that came out after Women Change Africa was... Afro L magazine, which was headed up by a good friend of mine who passed away recently. But what that also taught me was, you just got to do your own thing. So long as there's intention, so long as there's vision, don't worry about what people are saying, what people are doing, who's clapping, who's not clapping. So don't work for accolades and work hard with intention. So I want to talk a bit about faith and family. Um, some things I've learned. The first is that family really is like everything. My family is such a close niche family, particularly on my mom's side. And sometimes people look at my cousins and think we're super close. And, you know, like we've been through our challenges, we've been through our ups and downs. But one thing that, you know, never changes is the love that we have for each other. And I think That's really important. And the same thing in my intimate family space, my husband and partner is my, he's like my number one fan, him, my mom, my brothers, right? And this has been so critical in my journey. It's been critical in my journey. It's been critical in my walk because to have supportive people who get you who understand where you're going. And God uses them in ways to to support you and to keep you going is critical. And that's one thing I don't take for granted. I know, you know, like, there's some times when there's certain family members who I'm not close with, right? Like, on my father's side, I'm not really close with my dad's family as much as I'm close with my mom's family for various reasons. But that hasn't changed the way I value family and the way I value values <clears throat> that come from upbringing within an amazing family. Both my father and mother really raised us in a way that valued some of the values that I still have now. Um, and it's it's beautiful to also see that with my partner. Um, the other thing is that love and partnership is important. And I like to think of love and partnership through the lens of faith, right? I always believe that if there is, there is love and partnership the way I have my love and partnership with God, right? Then I can that can permeate in every space. So for me that's the first love and partnership that's important. My relationship with God, how I fellowship with God, how I go to him in prayer. How I u- utilize my faith to ensure that it pleases him. How I honor him in my work and everything that I do. That permeates in all my space. My family is a is a praying family. My partner and I are, we pray. My mother and I pray. My brothers, we all pray. My cousin, we all pray. We honor God in that way. And when you have God at the center of everything, it makes the love and partnerships that you 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 you, you assimilate with or you connect to mirror the love and partnership you have with God. And so that's important, right? You know, the Bible talks about, the things of, of, of what love should look like patience kindness it does not envy it does not boast it does not take note of rights and wrongs so those are some of the things i try my best to make sure permeate within my relationships my earthly relationships the third thing i learned um i guess under faith and family the other thing i learned is being mindful of the battles Be mindful of the battles. Not every battle is worth fighting. A while ago this year, I found myself worrying about things and people who had nothing to do with my journey. And one day the Lord spoke to me and said, shift your focus and focus on the right battle. And that really changed my perspective in in so many ways. You know, sometimes we find ourselves going back to the past on how somebody may have hurt us or what they may have done to us. But that only makes us lose focus on what we really need to be focusing on, which is our divine destiny, why God has called us here. And so every time you focus on the wrong battle, you shift your focus from what God has really called you to do. And I've learned that I really just have to have tunnel vision on my purpose here on Earth. So what that looks like is really saying, you know, I can't focus on this or that doesn't concern me or this isn't important, right? Right. The, the other thing I've learned um, around faith and family is walk alone in your assignment. When God calls us, he calls us alone. There are always going to be people who come along with us. But at the end of the day, our divine assignment belongs to us. This is why at some point in our journeys, we find that we drift away from some people because God wants us to remain focused. So when he shifts people away, instead of being disappointed, be thankful because it just means God is re- shifting our focus, right? The other thing I learned is there are people waiting on your gift. There are people waiting on your gift. Earlier in 2017, the Lord started to press on my spirit to start a faith-based community for women of faith to come together and pray. Honestly, when he first dropped it on my spirit, I was just like, how? And the biggest thing I've learned is You don't need to ask how, when God has already placed it on your heart because he's already charted the terrain for you. And I just walked in faith come 2018, the beginning of the year. I had spoken to a few of, you know, my, my sister friends who are faith praying warriors. And I said, Hey, the Lord wants me to create this space. What do y'all think? And I prayed about it, prayed about it. And, you know, the beginning of the year, the community started. It's called the Warrior Women's Prayer Room. And I think we started with about two of us, and the Lord has really blessed the community to, I believe, about 16 members now. And it's supposed to be an intimate space that fulfills God's purpose through the lives of women. And it's just been amazing to see God move through everyone's life, including myself. I mean, God has pushed me in ways that I can't even begin to explain this year. I mean... From reading the word more to, man, I'm like getting emotional, to having sisters to pray with, to being able to do an Esther fast. Like God has just pushed me so much this year and has just continued to show up in so many ways in my life. So I'm just thankful for that. You know, the other thing I learned is mothers are treasures from God. You know, having a supportive mother who truly understands my walk with God and my call has been amazing. I remember one time I was talking to my mom about somewhere I was traveling to and she was just looked at me and she said, wow, you know, my daughter is so globally called. And that was the first time I ever saw my mom describe my call in that way, you know, but who better than a mother who has raised their child and, you know, has seen you from the day you were born. So she really has been a blessing, and every day I'm thankful to her. Um, She's somebody who really treasures people. She's a philanthropist at heart, and I believe that's where I get my giving from. You know, she'll be the one feeding neighbors, (laughs) and we, we don't even have enough to feed everyone in the house, and she'll be giving neighbors, you know, food during the holidays. That's just who she is. The other thing I've learned is my faith supersedes my politics. What I mean by this is my faith trumps any of my social justice politics because lately I realized that God directs my path, not what my own philosophy of myself is. For me, my faith is what gives me the peace about the decisions I make about my life. My faith is one thing I don't debate with anyone, but my politics is debatable. So I see that the faith trumping that. So I came to this realization that, Okay, maybe I I may be a feminist. Maybe I may be a social justice advocate, but I'm a child of God first. So my lens through faith for my work, my family, business, relationships is important. That the lens that I use is faith. The other thing I learned about faith and family is prayer changes everything like really changes everything I I think people say this but I really believed it this year there were some things I was believing God for and I prayed for and God answered because it was his divine will you know I went through some things this year that sometimes I would just have to sing worship songs for God to get me through some days some dark days but God has always been faithful and God has always been gracious to me and I know that The only source that I can turn to is not picking up the phone to speak to a friend, even though sometimes God can use friends or God can use my partner. Sometimes he uses my husband all the time to speak into my life. He uses my mom all the time. He uses family members all the time speaking to my life. But never substitute human beings for God. Going straight to the source is important. You have to forgive. It's the only way to receive goodness. This has honestly been one of the more difficult ones for me, but I think where I get my comfort is I'm learning that us as humans are inevitably flawed, and with these flaws come our own stories and how we see life. Therefore, pain and hurt is inevitable. I think I was hurt so much in the past by people, relationships. I was finding it difficult to let some things go, and I'm realizing that the less I personalize the pain others inflict on me, the easier it is for me to forgive. But I will say that forgiveness takes time for me to fully let go, and I think that's something a lot of people struggle with, and only God can really help me with this. And I pray a lot about forgiving and letting go, because to be honest no one wants to walk around with like baggage of like emotional drainage on them i just realized i'm too free-spirited for that and i remember how quickly my grandmother would let go of things when people hurt her in any way and i just i'm just learning that i have to do better and i have to learn how to let go and let god handle the rest the other thing i'm learning is sewing into the life of others is important And I don't take sowing seed for granted. And when it is sowing season, I don't take it for granted. And even if it doesn't impact this generation, it's going to impact your children. It's going to impact your grandchildren. So God really blew my mind on what the concept of sowing is. As somebody who is, you know, constantly pouring out to people in my work, in my personal life. You see, at times we think it is only financial But honestly, sowing seeds of encouragement, sowing seeds of service, sowing seeds of teaching, sowing seeds of faith are all sowing. So it's important to constantly be sowing. There's no such thing as like not sowing into people's lives. If you feel like you can bless somebody with a word of encouragement, do it. You know, the times God really shows up in our lives is when he's testing our character, our divine character. Yes, you're down, but are you going to speak into that sister's life when she needs you? Yes, you're down, but are you going to pray into that sister's life when she calls you and says she needs your prayer? What are you going to do? Where's your heart? So sewing is all about love, and it's about outpouring. It's about our hearts. The last piece I want to share in this episode is trusting our God-given gifts for our call. If God has already called you to do something, The provision has already been made. And this is something I have to constantly remind myself when there's a new assignment on my life, is that it it may feel scary, but with faith and perseverance and knowing that God has already made the provision, all things will work together for the good. And so that has really helped me focus when God calls me on new assignments to new places. This year, God had me doing... A lot of traveling in a lot of uncharted territory, in a lot of places I've never been. Some flights were like 20 plus hours, but God was always with me and God was always used my gifts in ways that even myself at times, I don't even understand, right? The Lord really used my speaking gift this year, my encouragement gift this year. He pushed me to speak in front of people. He pushed me to bring people together and like speak into their lives and I'm just excited to see what is next because I allow him to use me. So he continues to use me in ways I can't even understand half the time, but I'm always thankful to be a vessel. I'm thankful to to be a vessel with the work that I do with my social justice, social impact, social entrepreneurship work. I'm thankful that, you know, within these 34 years, I am slowly finding ways to serve God and being intentional about my walk because not everything we do is God driven and it's important to really pay close attention to what is. So that is all for today. I wanted to really take the time to share this with you all. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We will definitely be sharing much more um, things throughout the year myself. And sometimes I'll bring some friends along who will share their insights on things and what they're learning in this journey of social impact and social entrepreneurship always through the lens of faith and self-care and wellness. So I just want to say thank you for listening in and I look forward to having you during our next episode. Bye.